go. I like it. We got it going this morning. I like it. Um, before I get started into my message, I just want to show you a quick clip of a video that I saw on TV uh, a couple of nights ago that just really kind of just shows you the angle that I'd like to take for uh, our Christmas message this year. So if you do me a favor, just direct your attention to one of the screens and let's watch this together. When you see a story from one angle, it seems clear what's going on. But when you see it from another, the whole story changes. Do you think that's possible, that we could be doing the same thing with Christmas? That we see it from one particular angle based on our circumstances, based on just kind of the current place that we find ourselves relationally, and maybe just all different kinds of things. But if we could just swing the camera around just a little bit, is it possible that we're missing a perspective that if we had it could change the way we celebrate Christmas? That's what I'm thinking could be happening in your life. I've had that happen in mine. So this year I'm praying for some fresh eyes as we look at Christmas, but what is it right now? What is it for you that is kind of dictating the perspective that you have as you celebrate Christmas this year? The lights on the house, the star that's gonna come on here in just a couple of hours when the sun goes down, the tree that's decorated, kids, maybe it's the presents under the tree, the things you're hoping that you'll be able to get for Christmas, thank you. Glad you're with me, buddy. Glad you're there. <clears throat> uh, for some, maybe you have a different perspective and you're just feeling Christmas stress, and the number one thing you're thinking right now is, Doug, would you please pick up the pace because I still have some shopping to do, right? Or maybe you have some family coming over and you're glad to see them, at least most of them. Um, perhaps you have some holiday travel coming and maybe you're just overwhelmed with the next couple of weeks the kids will have off school. Um, but for another group, this is, can be a tough time. The Christmas season can sadden you a bit as you're looking at this season and maybe it looks different than any Christmas you've celebrated before. Or maybe this is one more of those situations where you just understand that the Christmas season can be laced with emotional landmines and it's little things that inadvertently just kind of just shake you back and remind you of things that are emotionally difficult for you, a song or a scent or a favorite cookie, a conversation, something someone might say that just brings you uh, out of nowhere back to a place where you're hit with a wave of pain. Maybe as you're looking at the year ahead, you just know there's lots of uncertainties in 2019, things that just kind of make you feel cautious about what lies ahead. There can be all kinds of different things that will impact or affect the way that we look at Christmas, and my prayer has been that you would see it different this year. That we would just be able to, with fresh eyes, <clears throat> see an angle that perhaps we've missed. More than just the angle of Joseph and Mary, more than the angle of the shepherds or the, the wise men, what would it look like for you and I if we could just for a minute see Christmas the way heaven does? What if we could see it from heaven's perspective? Just hang with me here for a few minutes. I believe that you can, if you would go there with me for a few moments, that it's gonna change the way you celebrate Christmas. My main thought this weekend is this. Heaven's perspective changes my response to Christmas. Heaven's perspective changes my response to Christmas. You see, I'm convinced that if you could see Christmas the way heaven does, you would respond the way heaven does. What would that look like for you? 
And my heart today is that you'll see perhaps for the first time that there's a very real heavenly perspective of Christmas that can change your life. So if you have your Bibles or your smartphones, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. That's where we're going to find ourselves uh, this morning. And we're going to go back again to that incredible night, probably the most incredible, amazing night in the history of our world. And I want to pick it up in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. And it says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. For just a moment, you and I are given a chance to just peek into the window of heaven and understand and see heaven's perspective of this amazing event. The curtain is pulled back, and I want you to see heaven's perspective, to see what they really knew was going down, and what was it that heaven saw? Because I think as we look at this, you would have to agree with me that if we could understand heaven's perspective of Christmas, that's likely the one that you and I should have this year, because heaven knew what was happening. And so the angels burst onto the scene. I've been thinking about this, you know, some of you that have been around here for a while get a crazy way things think, and I'm like, how do you get to be the angel that's given this assignment to declare this message? And how many times do you think he practiced his speech? I'll bet you he had that baby nailed, and he was ready. He'd been practicing for hundreds, if not thousands of years to deliver this message that we're gonna look at today. And I wanna remind you what heaven knew. You see, Christmas is the solution to humanity's dilemma. Christmas is God's love put on clear display. Christmas is the initiation or even the deployment of God's plan of redemption, delivering the gift that you and I need most. Can I tell you what I've been thinking Christmas is from heaven's perspective? The answer to our prayers. And I don't know how you're seeing Christmas this year, but I'm convinced if you and I could see what Christmas saw, it would change everything. So if you look closely, you're going to see that that, um, the angels are celebrating more intensely and more passionately than anyone else. And that should tell us something, because those angels come on to the scene to a world that, much like the world that you and I live in today, is full of all kinds of broken relationships and bitterness and war and famine and hurt And the question, where was God? It sounds familiar, perhaps even feeling like something was missing, that something was incomplete, maybe even the way that you feel today. Heaven's perspective changes my response to Christmas. What is it that you see this year? Your life may be consumed with the challenges, and it can be hard to make sense of all of this sometimes. Perhaps this year has looked different for you, and As you reflect back on 2018, it's a year where everything has been up and to the right. And you know you have absolutely nothing to complain about, but you still do. Because it can still sometimes feel empty and you wonder if this is as good as it gets. And deep down you're afraid that the answer to that question just might be yes. You see, you've tasted success and if you're honest, you'd say, 
it's a little less satisfying than you thought it would be. So whether it's been a tough year or this has been a great year for you, isn't it easy to focus on the things that we don't have rather than on the things we do have? And part of what these angels were communicating to those shepherds and to us today is this. There's something incredible that we do have because of Christmas. And if we can see it from heaven's perspective, it can change us. So instead of just looking at the, and obsessing about the things we don't have, let me show you what you do have. So let's look at this verse again, but this time let's try and put on a different set of lenses and see it from heaven's perspective. The angel communicates this in Luke chapter two, verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. So the angel comes on the scene and from heaven's perspective says, yes, this is a baby that's being born. He is a savior. He is a Messiah and he is Lord. Heaven's perspective and the heart behind Christmas is this, that when God needed to communicate this message, that when God needed to initiate and begin his redemptive plan, he didn't send a committee. You know, he didn't Netflix us a documentary. He didn't send a substitute. He didn't send an email. And for sure, he did not live stream a sermon. Because on matters of love, it's personal. It's personal. So he sent the very best that he had. He sent his one and only son, a savior, a Messiah, and Lord. And each of these words is vitally important. Let me just unpack them with you today. First of all, Savior. What is Savior? It's an Old Testament word that means one who delivers his people. And so look closely here at heaven's perspective, what the angel is communicating. You see, you have a Savior that came to save you from the power and the penalty of sin. And I saw this differently this year too, that he didn't say there's a baby that's going to be born and as he lives his life and does the things that he's going to do, he will eventually become a Savior. That's not what the angel says. He says this, there is a baby that is born to you this day. He is Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Not will be, he is. He came on mission from God. That is powerful. That's heaven's perspective. You see, because of our sin, we're separated from God. And there is nothing that we could have ever done to satisfy his righteous demands. However, God sent his son Jesus to come and die in our place. And friends, when we put our faith in him, understanding what heaven understood, we can have the assurance that we will spend eternity with him. You see, we have a savior. But it doesn't stop there. He also said to us that that we have a Messiah. And what is that? Messiah is a word that means promised one. And if you study the scriptures, and I know many of you have, you read, you'll see the literal, literal hundreds of prophecies of this baby to be born, this Messiah, that happened hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus even came on the scene. And here's my thought related to this Messiah, and that's this. From heaven's perspective, Christmas is a reminder to us that God keeps his promises. That's for somebody here today. Because as you're walking through and struggling through sometimes the the difficulties of life, we need to be reminded, and Christmas does, from heaven's perspective, remind us that he keeps his promises. If he can keep his promise with this one, we can count on him to keep his other promises too. 
things like this. He knows you. He knows your name. How about this? He promises that you will never be alone. He promises that all things work together for good to those who love him. And he's promised that if we say yes to him being our Savior and Messiah, that we can have relationship with him that will last into eternity. Please hear me. Christmas's perspective from heaven is that he can be trusted, that his promises will be fulfilled. You see, heaven's perspective changes my response to Christmas. Not only was he Savior and Messiah, but the angel also said that he will be Lord. And I've never been more aware of the fact than I have been this year with all that's happened in our family's lives since January. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, our oldest son nearly passed away last January 18th. But I've never been more aware of the fact that I am not in control of what happens in life than I am right now. It's not that I ever really thought I was in control. It's just that I'm more acutely aware that I'm not in control and that I have very little control. And I've learned to be okay with this I know I'm not in control of my own life and it's not just on me to run around and try and figure this all out and negotiate the details and try and make everything work the way I want it to. You see, we need God to direct us and even if we don't understand or fully know where he's leading us, we need him to be our savior, our Messiah, and our Lord. And you know what kind of scares me about that a little bit? It seems a whole lot easier to accept him as Savior and Messiah than it is Lord. You know what I think we want? We want him on our staff. Or perhaps you just want to be on the same team with Jesus, which is very different, you see, than declaring him Lord of your life and giving him control of your life. That's a hard thing for us to do. Many of you will know this is, this is going to be our second Christmas in the Miller family that we celebrate without my daddy here. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, that's just been a little more fresh on my mind this year than it was last year. Just different, just different in many ways. There have been several times where I've just wished that dad could be here to be with mom and that we could celebrate Christmas together, my siblings and my mom and dad, and, and to watch my dad just kind of celebrate Christmas with his grandkids would be beautiful. Just to have one more chance of that. And I suppose part of it, too, is my dad was an extraordinarily good gift giver, so you kind of miss that, too. <clears throat> but there's another reason, so just hang with me here for a second. Something has happened this year that has reminded me of just missing dad, and that's the fact that I grew up in Chicago, and the Bears are doing really well. <laughs> and unbeknownst to any of us, we actually have a legitimate shot at being in the playoffs. I know. And so many times throughout this year, because it's something that we enjoyed together and my dad raised me to be a Bears fan, I've thought, man, wouldn't dad really appreciate the opportunity to be part of this year? And then I started to think about it some more. And I thought as important as all of those things are, the relationships and the dynamics of family and fun around a tree and sharing memories and watching football on TV... I think dad's perspective is a little different because that perspective is coming from a whole different angle and if we could just turn the camera around just a little bit and see what he sees, he would 
be equally as excited for me to see and to experience what he is up there, letting me know, man, Doug, I get it. The Bears in the playoffs is great. Oh, but it pales in comparison. And I wish you could see, Doug, what I see. I could even imagine those deep brown eyes and his smile with his gold fillings. Smiling to tell me, Doug, it would blow your mind away. You see, perspective, heavenly perspective, changes my response to Christmas. So here's my question for you today. Has it changed you? Because when we understand it from heaven's perspective, see guys, we celebrate different. We look at this holiday different. So what is it that you see? Is it the tree that's decorated beautifully and the gifts and the meals? Or do you see what heaven saw that first Christmas, the salvation of the world? And you know what's cool? It didn't just stop as that. The salvation of the world. You see, one of the other things that we can notice from what the angels said is that it's also a personal salvation. I want you to look with me at Luke chapter two again and with those lenses, seeing things from a heavenly perspective, I want you to see this final piece. You need to see this. The angel communicates in verse 11. Now I want you to see it as I emphasize differently. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And remember, these angels are talking to a group of shepherds, but yet at the same time, he kind of brings it back in and he makes it personal. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. You see, this is the the final vital reality of heaven's perspective of Christmas. Yes, it was salvation for humanity, but it needs to be personal for you and I. We need to accept this gift and understand that when he sent his son, he sent him for each of us individually. And that is powerful, you guys. So what is it that you see this Christmas? What is it that potentially has caused you to be distracted or to maybe see things from your earthly perspective instead of a heavenly perspective? What is it that has captured your attention the most? My prayer this Christmas is that it will be heaven's perspective of Christmas, not just a square on our calendar that says the 25th of December, but something that signifies a personal relationship with an incredible savior, a Messiah who is Lord. Will you bow your heads for just a moment? You see, when heaven declared that this baby was born, those shepherds took off running to see him. And I wonder what your pace has been this Christmas and what you're running after. I hope that you will find a few moments to run hard towards him. If you're here today and you've never made a personal decision to accept him as your savior, as the Messiah, and as your Lord, listen, I am so honored that you're here today and I've been praying for you. I've been praying for this moment that maybe for the first time you'll understand how personal this really is. And if you haven't made a decision to accept him, I would love to pray with you today. I would be honored. If you're here today and you would say, Doug, would you pray with me 
because I want to celebrate Christmas just a little different this year. I want to celebrate it from heaven's perspective and make it personal. If that's you and you're here and you say, Doug, would you just please pray with me? Would you raise your hand so I could know who I'm praying with? Everyone else can keep your heads bowed. Thank you, I see those hands. Anybody else? Yeah, you bet. Thanks, you guys. You can put them down. Maybe you're here today and you would say, you know what, Doug, this is intriguing to me and I've not thought about it. I have a lot, I have more questions than I have answers. My challenge to you is this, it's okay. Except let this be a season and let this be a year where you get answers to those questions. Can we pray together? Father, thank you so much that this gift is a personal one. And I thank you for those that raised their hand and just said, Doug, I want this to be a different kind of Christmas. I wanna say yes to him. And if you've never made that decision before, would you just pray with me? Just say thank you. Lord, thank you for caring about me personally so much that you would send your son to come and die for me. And I thank you that as we celebrate Christmas, it's so much more than a baby in a manger, but it is Savior, Messiah, and Lord. And I know that I've fallen short of your perfect standard in this prayer that we're praying right now. I just ask you to forgive me. And I thank you that when you went to the cross, you died for me. That's personal. And will you help me now to continue on this journey of faith that you'll help me to make you the Lord of my life? Lord, for the rest of us, will you remind us this year as well to not just celebrate a date, but to celebrate our incredible Savior, Messiah and Lord. That we wouldn't just want you on the team or on our staff, but we would truthfully let you be the Lord of our life. We love you, Father. Thank you for caring about us the way you do. Thank you for providing for us the way you do. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.